What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Epitome of Geniusness. Episode number 15. 15. One of these times I want to come back from, because, you know, we've got the music going. By the way, what is the music this week there, Brian? It's a lovely little band called Huntsman. Huntsman? Yeah. Really? Is there anything significant there? Well, I think we're going to talk to somebody about about that band. Yeah? Yeah. Name's Chris. Old Chris. Good old Chris, a.k.a. singer-slash-guitar-player of Huntsman. Huntsman. Nice. Yeah, and that was Atlantic City. Yes. Good fucking tune, man. And that was a toss. We were trying to dress up until we started recording. Which song we're going to use? That or Barons, yeah. But my point there was uh, one of these times I want to come into or from the instrument music there like a late 90s radio DJ with, you know, I can do that. I'm not going to. Well, I can do late. We're not going to do that right now. (laughs) (laughs) This is KWRXT. We're not going to do it right now. All right. All right. So, yeah, here we are. Episode 15, our first interview with the singer from Huntsman. I think it's going to it's going to go great. So as we get to that in our social stuff, that album that they put out this year, American Scrap, a legitimate album of the year contender. And that's not just. Me saying that, that's like people who get paid other things to pay attention to this type of shit. I think, uh, I want to say it was Metal Injection included them on their, you know, so far this year, top of the, top of the heap. Yeah. That's good to see that they're, they're breaking through or they are, you know, they got what, two EPs and, and two a full-fledged album. Scrap, yep. So we're going to get to him in a minute. We're going to talk about what we're listening to real quick. So I'm going to go first because Clint's looking at his phone. For good reason. For, well, I didn't say it was a bad thing. Of course, I listened to tons of Huntsman. I'm sure their listens skyrocketed because we were probably both listening to them. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably but, not because I've got the CD. Oh, that's true. I listened, of course, to some Whores, some Black Tusk. I got in back into some Hirakiri for the Sky this week. Any and, significance there with the Whores and the Black Tusk? You know what? We'll no, save that. We'll no, save it's, that, just, yeah. it's just... Uh, it's just my thing right now. Even got into, you know, watching some videos with said bands, but that's for a later date. And Hirakiri, Hirakiri, Hirakiri for the sky. Got back into that a little bit. And Clint's favorite band, Demon Hunter. I listened to some of them a little bit. <laughs> Those guys are fucking awful. <laughs> I'm surprised. You know, I'm not surprised. That, how should I wear this? I'm not surprised you don't like them. But I am surprised you don't like them because you, you say you can get past the singing. And to me, that's the only thing really to not like about that band, especially the new album, because they got like the eight, seven or eight string just fucking wailing. I mean, it is some heavy, heavy stuff. Now he does a lot of singing and stuff, which I'm fine with, but I don't understand how you can't can't get past the singing and it's you still don't like the music. You, you're misunderstanding me here. It's that, um, and I might bring on some hatred, like the dude from Slayer is not the world's best singer. Shocker. Surprise. Mm. But everything else is so damn good, and he is just enough not bad that, yeah, no, I'm fine with What this. are you getting at? You the, can't get past The it. singer it for so Demon bad. Hunter is so fucking bad, I can't do it. Can't get past it. Which I, I don't mind, you know, we always talk about the sing-songy stuff. I, his sing-songy, whatever, doesn't really bother me. Uh, you know, of course, the, the newest album, really quick, is... Is heavier and lighter all at the same time. And, well, it's, it's heavier, lighter, and still garbage. So. No, well, it's 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 worse than the previous one, which is my go-to. But I believe I had that. It's not garbage, though. You're wrong. It's totally garbage. You're, you're wrong. You're garbage. You smell like garbage. <laughs> you're garbage. <laughs> what are you listening to? I had a bit of a Brian week. I, I did the nostalgia thing. It uh, Just in the Green Day? No. I listened to Bush. Yeah, which one? Uh, Razor, Razor Blade, Blade suitcase. suitcase, almost exclusively. That man. was not planned. That was an assumption that just came almost exclusively and almost exclusive, almost exclusively, almost like the just the first six tracks, just on loop. No, it's oh. just because that was about when I got tired of it, and I, <laughs> I really liked like the first six tracks. And after that, I get bored with it. But those first six are really good. that Greedy Fly song is fucking cool, man. Wasn't that their single off that? I do believe it. There's a really weird video. And, and the just, only reason I know that those, is because I've heard of that. All those title. sloppy <laughs> starts and stops in that song, I 
fucking love it. I want to hear it when we're done. It, I can do that. <laughs> I can do that at ridiculous volume. Are they coming? Or are, they are coming. Well, they're coming to. I think Dayton. they've already been. I think no, they've already. Well, been. when I drove to Dayton two days ago, it was on the sign: Stone Temple Pilots, Bush, and some other someone else. But uh, but yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Nothing wrong with taking it back. It's not something that you would necessarily pick up and get into now, but. You know, it has it has a memory. It has a time period where you are into it and it takes you back there. Right? You know, as I said before, nostalgia is my favorite flavor. Yeah, we it, and yeah, I, I did uh, I did plenty of that. I even did go back to Sixteen Stone for. I listened. To, that's one I of those cut it off before front to, front I cut to back. it off before it got to glycerine. But I, did I again, I will embrace glycerine all day, every day. Would I pick it up now and love it? No, but it takes me. I saw them at Newport. Did you see them? Oh yeah, I did not a know couple that. times, and I I even had uh I had the sixteen stone shirt. I had a bush toboggan. I had long hair. You were all and bush. It was great. I had bush and bush. But yeah, other than that, I did. Uh, they can't see me, right? <laughs> that was not good for radio, I guess. I did some Baroness. I did some uh, obviously a, a ton of American scrap and American uh, scrap. Yeah, Huntsman. Ever heard of them? They're pretty good. Gonna hear a little bit. Up of and them. coming. Uh, and you know what led me into the whole nostalgia thing with Bush? It's kind of a guilty pleasure Trimming of mine. Your pubes? No, <laughs> <laughs> that would probably make more fucking sense though. It's uh, a kind of a guilty pleasure of mine is that throwing copper album by Live. It's not a guilty pleasure. It is what it is, man. That's a really good album. Yes, it is. I hate. Shout out to Adam right now because I know he loves him some some live. I hate lightning crashes, of course, almost as much as the I hate one any the, other fucking song ever. But the rest of that album is really good. Yeah, and they had the 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 live album right that was alive or something live alive. What live had is this an album like that some was Inception live. shit? Yeah, it's like going how far down this rabbit yeah, hole? Yeah, this you is, get? is live it, had a live album called Alive or something. Did the like that. did the tops keep spinning? Is it? If it did, you're asleep. Which is probably the way to see them live. Spoiler alert. Asleep? Yeah, they, no, they're garbage now. But anyways, so Anywho. what are we gonna do now? Are we gonna get to this interview? I think thing? from here we uh give our buddy We're gonna call he Chris. know that yeah. he's our buddy, but we're gonna call him right now, okay? You ready? We're gonna call beep, boop, 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 beep, beep. wait a minute. Uh, how are you okay, gonna- yeah, it can only be one. <laughs> we were going for the same joke. All right, so we got Chris on the line. Chris, of course, as we said before, being from the band Huntsman. Huntsman. And not the Huntsman, because that's sort of a mistake I made a while ago. It's just Huntsman, right? I think that's actually a movie. Yeah. <laughs> which. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which, uh, uh, real quick, the name. Was that just a brainchild of someone, or is there a story behind that, or what? Uh, Yeah. The, the I don't know. Weirdly, the name kind of came before a lot of what we actually wrote. Uh, and then, uh, um, yeah, stuff that we've written since then has kind of, I don't know, like in weird ways, it makes sense against the name to me, but, uh, yeah, we were just trying to look for something that described, uh, I don't know. We got a little bit of this trying to be like, you know, just somebody surviving out in the woods kind of feel. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's why probably. <laughs> okay. That's why picked that. Who would you say, can, was it a, was it a collaborative thing or was it someone just raised their hand and said, Hey, it's Huntsman. You're, and everyone's like, yes, that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, I think that one, I think, uh, Mark, the bass player came up with it. Um, which, we were which, throwing around some other names and, um, yeah, you know, nothing else was really sticking in that <laughs> one. It's just, it was nice and straightforward. Yeah. You know? I, I love it. And, that uh, kind of fits because he's got that Huntsman type look to him <laughs> yeah, with always is. sporting the flannels and everything. I could see that dude holding an axe. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He's the most, probably the most Huntsman looking <laughs> right. of us. So, <laughs> so uh, real quick, how long have, you know, your four piece, how long have you four been together as this, this iteration of Huntsman? Has it always been the same members or? Uh, we've kind of rotated out drummers over the years, um, both in this band and actually the last band that we were in, which was the same, um, three of us. So like me, Mark and Kirill, uh, me, other guitar player and bass player, and yep. we, you know, ro- rotate out drummers, um, just because like, you know, for whatever reason, like it wouldn't work out. Right. Um, Huntsman's probably been a band, I guess, since, um, ah, shit, I don't know, twenty. 12 or something. Oh, I thought you were about to say 20 years. years. I'm like, 
What were you like seven recording this stuff? Yeah, 2012, <laughs> and then the first EP was what, like a year or two after that? Yeah, that sounds about right. All right, well, we're gonna we're gonna go with 2012. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Our, our and obviously this drummer, drummer has to pretty s- new, and he's just on this last record. He's just on American Scrap, but he's a badass, and right. we're so happy that he, we got him. Obviously, um, he has to stick around because he's got that screaming thing going on, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, Ray is uh. Raise a godsend, a little, uh-huh. little 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 gift from uh, something. I don't know. <laughs> a little gift from <laughs> Chicago. We'll call well, it. Yeah, from, is it. Yeah. So are all he is obviously on the phone in Chicago. There are you. You're based out of Chicago, or yeah, yeah. We, all four uh, of you live in Chicago. Chicago. We live and practice here. Okay. Um, we're all like from different places originally, but right. you know we met and uh, started making music here and. We're all still here, so I'm kind of transplanted. Has there been? Yep. I haven't seen anything. Have there been any like tours that take you out of the out of Illinois? Any? T- oh, um, yeah, kind of like um, we're sort of you know we try and put ourselves out there to to hop on other bills. Um, like we uh the um the Paradise Lost tour that Atlas Moth is on we there's like a moment where we were potentially going to do that and then it ended up um ended up Atlas Moth grabbed it which is totally cool is basically they have fucking earned it um, <laughs> right but uh but yeah uh so it just kind of depends on what crops up like um in the spring we did a kind of a I don't know a regional thing for about 10 days where we went um like through Indiana Michigan um uh you know like pittsburgh um actually played in richmond which is richmond virginia which is my hometown um, oh really kentucky so but yeah it's not hang on a second hang on hang on you you didn't say ohio we're here in columbus ohio (laughs) we have to say we played in cleveland and cincy actually oh really okay all right where where did you play what was it bogart or something what what was in in cleveland um in Cleveland, um, it might, was. Uh, I guess I don't really expect you to remember the name of the venue, right? <laughs> no, I'm so scatterbrained. Yeah. Uh, it was this really cool place. It was like this, um, this really like kind of darkly lit club where it's like a bar on the left yes. side when you go mm-hmm. in, and on the right side it's a venue. And we played with uh, Pillars, who I think are from Cleveland, perhaps. But yeah, I'm those dudes sure. were awesome. Um, yeah, I uh, can't remember the name. I'm that's, sorry, yeah, that's no big deal. So, Obviously, awesome. yeah. Should there ever be a Columbus stop, we sure the hell are looking forward to it. <laughs> and we'll bother right, you, you got again. It. Yeah, I'll let you guys know if uh, if uh, fate takes us around that way. I'm sure it will. You know, where would you say? Where would you say your biggest show? I mean, where where did you play the to the most people? Yeah, uh, that would have been in Grand Rapids. Michigan. Yeah, we played uh, we played at a place called Mulligans. Yeah, in Grand Rapids, and. Um, yeah, that was probably the most fun just because it's uh it's where our drummer Ray is from and like his his friends growing up like bring the fucking ruckus. So <laughs> you guys I, just uh, shut it down. Yeah, they just like came out in force and they were, you know, like like jumping around, like, you know, moshing and everything. It was just like and it was a good turnout of that anyway, and just like good energy. Um so yeah, that was that that had to be our uh probably our favorite one, I think. And then uh we got a day off after that and just kind of dicked around and Shot fireworks and drink a lot of beer. <laughs> nice, I love yeah. it. Yeah, when when yep. you get a day off, you got to blow things up, right? right? Otherwise, you're not. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now playing this stuff live, it's my understanding that every it, the two EPs have a little bit of a, a connection or a story, and then obviously American Scrap has its dialogue. Do you? Is there? Is there like a sequence or something so that you try to get that stuff across live, or is it just whatever works in the set? Oh yeah, it's kind of uh we focus more on whatever works in the set because I guess the uh I don't know, we didn't like we weren't this organized at the beginning, but <laughs> um but uh the songs, I don't know, like they all sort of fit in this kind of um I don't know, way we think of looking at like I mean, call it an alternate timeline or whatever you want to call it, right? right? Yeah. But uh in a way, it's kind of like you know, like you just read through like a book of short stories. Right. It doesn't really matter what what order you do. When we were touring the record, uh, American Scrap, we were playing it front to back, and that was our set for the uh, whole tour. That was how did uh, March, but you know. if you don't mind me interrupting, how did uh, how did the last president work live? Uh, so actually, uh, Amy, uh, who sings on that is Ray, the drummer's girlfriend. No, there <laughs> so, you go. So that's yeah, how it so works. She just came with us. Yeah, <laughs> she's got a wonderful there. voice. Yeah. 
And it was a lot of fun. Yeah, because she is awesome. So Yeah, she's got a wonderful voice. Yeah, well actually um uh haven't really like hit the ground with this yet, but uh the next record, like the one we're working on right now is I don't know, it's like seventy percent done and it's got a lot of room in the vocals for her, like that I actually put there on purpose. Uh, it's actually supposed to like focus on like a, a soldier, like a woman soldier who's like in this desert war that's like kind of ambiguous whether it's you know somewhere in like the Middle East or here in like our Southwest. Right. Uh, but yeah, so it's it's basically like features, you know, like a female soldier lead character. So I've yeah, that part's kind of written in for. Her. If she doesn't work out, Clint is dying <laughs> <laughs> to get a singing part so to try it? to can do some a... some high pitch stuff. <laughs> No, sh- her a voice sample is sample of your best stuff. No, that's, if voice. you step on your, the nearest cat, <laughs> you'll get right. <laughs> you'll get a pretty good thing. No, her voice is fantastic. I, I was I was very curious about that to see if like you guys were just kind of reinterpreting it without her. Uh, it's cool to know that she's kind of in the loop. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, speaking... we, we haven't really um, we haven't really played that song ever without her, right? So like we played it a bunch on the tour, but then when we're playing like shows locally, if she's not around, we just skip it. Don't do know? it. Yeah, that and, makes and sense. I, I, I've I imagine that's her rule. No, it's not. Yeah, it just doesn't. It just doesn't. Uh, <laughs> that's doesn't my feel song. The same without yeah. her, you know. Right. Perfect. So speaking of the the, we should probably elaborate on this. Uh, if you could. Give us a quick like synopsis of the whole. Uh, I know they're like alternate timeline things and the the post apocalyptic. Could you give us a, a quick synopsis uh, through the two EPs and American Scrap so that maybe whoever hears this who hasn't heard them will have a uh, an idea going into it. Yeah, I'll all right. I'll give it a shot. <laughs> yeah, okay. it's probably a lot so, pretty in depth, huh? right? Uh, so right. So when we started out, we basically were. Um, I mean, like the literal uh, phrase that Mark used was, let's do something that's like post-apocalyptic cowboy doom. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is that and, a genre? Uh, what's that? Is that, a, is that a genre now? If you guys haven't copyrighted <laughs> that, I might. You tell me. I, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. But uh, yeah, like it's, uh, we just, I don't know. We were like, you know, we we're finding that we were both just like really getting back into kind of like our heavier music roots um after like kind of i guess like a while away listening to other junk and uh we're getting back into that and we're just realizing like we wanted to hear like this kind of i don't know like twang to it like this sort of like southern or southwest kind of angle like something felt really uh connected about that so uh right so anyways the the first two eps which were uh post-war and the colonel um they're kind of like uh they're just sort of like random um i don't know blips on the timeline but the i mean the basic concept is like your your sort of like fallout kind of thing right where there's some sort of like civilization ending apocalypse and you basically have people who survived and they're just kind of uh uh, you know roaming around trying to make the best of things and the, the whole idea is that the end of the world you know brings out the best and the worst in people and uh so you know it's just like it was it was the songs are all about um what you know how do different people's like true nature come out uh in that i don't know in that setting right sure are you writing so, these these songs yourself like the uh, lyrics yeah i write most of them um and uh there are a few that come from the other guys um uh, like mark uh actually mainly mark will throw in like one or two so there may be a couple of his in there but in terms of like kind of the core idea and the lyrics and the you know most of the progression i'm usually not to completely derail the whole explaining the the story behind these but because he asked about that i i i i'm insanely curious to know are the stories or the ideas for these things written before the music does that kind of work together or is it what's going first the riff or the or the story (laughs) or yeah or the or the chorus or um Hmm. Okay, cool. I'll give you like a really direct answer. There's like a longer answer, but it might be boring. The direct <laughs> answer is the riff tends to come first. Okay. Nice. Uh, I would and not then, have. You know, and, and your do riff? Do you guys have like a bet going? Or <laughs> no, 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 not at all. I mean, it, not this just, time. <laughs> we, I mean, we're still in a, in a really early stage in what we're doing. And we're kind of just the whole writing process and all this stuff is really intriguing to us, especially 
when you have an album that's got kind of like a, a theme or a right. kind of like, you know, you're not just going, you're not going and writing whatever pops in your mind at this time, at this day, at this riff, at this whatever. It's like you kind of have a direction you're going in and you're, and you're following that. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you uh, one more thing um, that really helps me get organized in terms of like arranging um, stuff to put on a record yeah. is uh, one thing I do is just like, I mean, I just have my, my, you know how like your phone will have like voice memos on it. Right. Uh, yeah. Pretty much anytime I'm just like dicking around on guitar uh, and come up with like a riff I like or a progression I like, I just record it in a voice memo. And then I'll just listen back to my voice memos a bunch. And some I'll be like, man, that was a dumb idea. And I'll never, <laughs> never really listen to it again. Delete. But then others will kind of keep catching my ear, you know, and it's those are the ones that I pick on. And then I'll bring to the band and I'll be like, hey, what, what do we want to do with this? And we'll kind of flush it out more. And usually it kind of like just based on the tone of it and the way the guys treat it, you know, um, it'll sort of like almost like become apparent what its puzzle piece in the picture is. Nice. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, it does. It, it, it gives it kind of like a natural fit, which, it, you know, natural is the way to go, right? You don't want to force something. Yeah, totally. Yeah. We like we do a whole lot of basically just trying to listen to what the, the riff, <laughs> listen to what the yeah, riff is. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, uh, let him finish the, the American yeah. scrap thing. Yeah. By the way, I got to fit this in American scrap and Clint agrees beautiful name for an album yeah that is good. and the album fucking cover love that. is awesome yeah. uh, well. thanks guys yeah i appreciate that yeah it's uh that was another one that's just kind of like um you know you sort of like pops up you pluck it out of the air and it's like right. okay i think this works and then like <laughs> yeah it works. weirdly <laughs> later it made more sense than it did when it first came up that nice. was really bizarre nice yeah but, but yeah, uh, yeah the synopsis of that particular album Yes. Uh, so American Scrap is our first full length and um, it basically actually sits on both sides of the timeline of this, you know, apocalypse um, because and, and there's like a little bit of something in there that sort of ties back around to like our individual sense of identity as Americans. But that's that's another thing to talk about. But like uh, basically American Scrap actually in my mind, it kind of starts around the Civil War, um, which for some reason is always like in the back of my mind. Like I grew up in, you know, like Richmond, Virginia, which is the former capital of the right. Confederacy. And in a lot of ways, it's still this uh, kind of weird battleground. Yeah, state, no. You know? How many times have they renamed that statue now? <laughs> a lot, a lot of times. But uh, yeah, you got like, I mean, it's the weird thing about Richmond is it's like, it's both, you know, you got like your kind of Confederate reenactors who march around the big monuments of the, you know, like Confederate generals. But then it's also a really progressive town, like with like a really killer art school in it and, you know, like all this other stuff. And so it's just this it's just this weird, almost like subtle modern battleground in its own way. Nice. But uh, yeah. it's a really interesting city. But anyways, yeah. So it kind of American Scrap um, kind of starts around the Civil War, I'd say uh you know don't really like say as much in the lyrics or anything but it's this dude who's kind of trudging through some swamps on his way home after that and he just you know he gets home and essentially finds that his family's been uh murdered um just through you know like post-war pillaging type of things that happen right. uh and he just goes nuts and so that's basically that song um and that's uh pyre <laughs> but uh then uh Which after that too um that's yeah, right at the beginning oh go ahead guys sorry no you're good yeah. Just letting them know, yeah, track two, right there at the beginning of the album, which makes sense, was it's kind of the start of the... Right. Yeah, the first one, like the first song, Bury Me Deep, is um, it's almost more of just like a mood setter, I guess. Like, it doesn't really fit into any specific part of a timeline. It's just sort of meant to, I don't know, get, get you used to the feel of the record. man, does it nail that. <laughs> oh, thanks. Thanks. That's awesome. I'm, I'm glad to hear that, yeah. Um, and then, uh, let's see, so like after Pyre, we... Canary going to Canary King, which is pretty clearly about like, you know, coal miner working conditions. And, um, you know, essentially what we're trying to get at with those two songs is just how, you know, the, the basically average Joe or the average working class guy who, you know, becomes an enlisted soldier, gets drafted or works in the mines. Like, you know, like they're, they're the ones that are like glorified as being the backbone of America, but we just exploit them all the time. You right. Know? Yeah. Um, and so. That's kind of why I guess ran around ran, ran through that subject matter, and then uh, after that, um, you know, you got like a little bit more modern day, like sort of closer to getting towards the apocalypse thing, 
which is Atlantic City. Um, and that one was actually kind of based off of a lot of just sort of, um, I don't know, like m- memories that I had of like feeling weird ways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like uh, visiting the beach and stuff like with my family when I was younger. Um, so like, uh, I don't know, I'm not going to go into too deep into it, yeah. but like that one is sort of um, uh, right when you sort of start seeing the signs of the bad shit happening. Right. Like, uh, in my mind, it's like you know, a guy who's there maybe with his girlfriend and he actually sees like the first wave of an invasion or something like that, you know? Um, Which, so, by uh, the way, real quick, that's what, that's what we used to. That, to yeah. That the was the song that we're going to use. We for went, the intro and the outro. we went back and forth and we, you know, that, that, oh, between that yeah. and the coming off yeah, then, yeah, the, you know, when that, that song, happy, yeah. when that song that, comes like, in, that was the, the song that we were like, um, I don't know, my, maybe like the most unsure of whether people would like it. Cause, like we're we sort of uh I don't know I guess we sort of find ourselves like in in the metal genre but you know like there's a lot of stuff in the songs that there, straight metal so one of our questions is what are, what are you we we want to know what genre yeah. yeah what genre <laughs> and, and you know you if you don't say it eventually with, we're gonna get through the rest of this synopsis I promise but <laughs> no, there's so many things that keep popping up but but if you when you describe what ge- what genre you think you're in or what you've kind of been placed in, it has to have at least four adjectives. Can or I, else it doesn't count. Can I throw out my? <laughs> can I throw out yeah, mine first? Throw out yours. Yeah. I'd call them post rock. Yeah. Where I go with where I love that whole post metal genre. I would call these dudes post rock. All right. What do you th- what do you what what are you, Chris? What, what I mean? Cool. What have you been? Yeah, I'm 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 good with that. Uh, I think that um I think what makes it weird is that uh I, we're we like kind of lean towards metal but aren't totally there um we i we we just like use whatever fits the mood so like we really follow the like riffs that come up riffs usually i'm writing that i love the whole following the riff thing um but yeah and it's uh you know sometimes the riffs are a little more metal sometimes they are a little more post-rock right um right and uh and that drummer yeah, and, though he comes in and he he, he brings the metal right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well so what are they what are they under under spotify I have no idea. What's that? Sorry. What, so, what are you under? Under? I mean, we've been listening to you on Spotify. I guess I've really never paid attention. No, you've been listening to him. On well, Spotify. I have. Yeah, he's had I, the album. I yeah. bought. I bought the damn thing digitally, and I bought the CD. <laughs> Good man. Good so, man. so where do you know where you're at under Spotify? Is it just under rock or alternative or alternative? Uh, I, I actually don't know. Maybe okay. I should know. If I, I think <laughs> it's probably metal. I mean, like we're are, uh, we are on prosthetic, which is like about yeah. as metal of a label. Right, right, right. Get. And to this day, it boggles my mind, like why they picked this up. And they're they're awesome people, but that, yeah, we uh, are on a clearly metal label. <laughs> that uh, that Steve guy that you put us in in touch with, I, I was really cool about everything. Kudos Steve is like. He, I don't know. I can't think of like a nicer, more supportive guy who cares more about you know um, undiscovered music that's good and people who are have integrity. Like there are so many stories out there of him just doing this shit that's so I don't know that you like wouldn't expect. Like there, there's one one band that talks about how their van broke down in the middle of like Iowa and he drove out there with his friend's band to help them finish their tour. Like Steve is officially is a, my guy. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, he's officially my guy. That dude's all right. He also doesn't like people like saying, you know, <laughs> like talking him up because he's really modest. Ah, <laughs> oh no, so. I mean he's terrible. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's all right. <laughs> yeah, he's just okay. Anyway, anyway uh, so, yeah. pin Side number track. pin number two in the story of American Scrap. Go ahead and pick up where you left off. There was uh, Canary King or no Atlantic City because we were talking. Yeah, about Yeah, yeah. So like Atlantic City is kind of to me that sits right on the line of like everything's breaking down and you can tell like things are really not normal anymore. You know, like that that time where you're just like, oh shit, right? Um, where things are starting to normal. break. <laughs> yeah, as we're familiar with. Right. Um, and uh yeah after that it just kind of goes a little darker i guess um barons is uh barons is about it's actually okay yeah spoiler it's about (laughs) a soldier um in some desert war and you again you're like not supposed to really be able to tell whether it's overseas or actually in our country um and i'm not sure yet myself like (laughs) right um but it's about this female soldier in this uh you know like like infantry person right and uh she's kind of like just it's like the the her like sort of experience in the hell of war and also you know having to endure that and then also you know thinking of like when things weren't completely fucked up and so she's actually the focus of the entire next record 
Nice. Oh, that uh, cool. That is awesome. And then that uh, I think there's the the second interlude after that, and then the last president wraps it up when a uh, I think melancholy would be a light way of <laughs> yeah explaining yeah, that. Yeah. It is, uh, yeah, it's not light. <laughs> right. <laughs> there yeah, the metal comes in. Yeah, so she's, right, the, the, I guess the lyrics are, like, pretty clear about it, but she's yeah, the, about the, the last chicken wire, president. The chicken wire. And she's, yeah, like, like, it's just, like, nuclear Armageddon. And uh, so I guess you could say this is, like, this is where all the bombs fall, right, right. that lead to the apocalypse. Um, and so that's pretty much where the record ends. And, uh, yeah, so it's about Sadly. her basically making an announcement to the nation, like everything is, you know, gone to shit. Um, there's nothing we can do. We tried to do everything to prevent it, but this is what's happening. Um, you know, stay close to your loved ones, you know, and make sure you've got supplies, hide out in shelters if you can, like that kind of thing where there's, you know, there's just no good way that it's going to end. And she has to deliver that message to the country. And then there's a part where she just knows what the horror would be like after this, you know, like after the bombs fall. So she actually ends up uh, like, let's call it euthanizing her family. Right. Right. To prevent them from surviving it, basically. And then hangs herself. Yeah. The last line (laughs) of the album is hanging, hang myself with chicken wire. Oh, man. That's some deep stuff. It is. uh, It it certainly (laughs) is. And you and you like. And so. Okay, we're gonna write an album. We, obviously, it's not called American Scrap yet. We're, you know, it's it's coming up. Our full album is coming up, and you just go in knowing, you know, point A and you know point B, and you just write yourself through there. Or is it just kind of like you said, a natural thing where it's just kind whatever like, comes up, what it comes up, and then you just keep going yeah, until it's over. Uh, it's kind of like what comes up, but uh, the way I like to think about it is um, to imagine that there is, let's call it like a history or a timeline, right? Like there is a story and it exists and I don't actually know it all yet. Yeah. Right. And so like it exists. And so what I'm seeing is like when I'm listening back to these voice memos or even like while we're writing the lyrics and arranging the order of the songs and that kind of stuff, we're like listening for it's it's so bizarre. I'm sorry, guys. It's so no, weird, like, no, no. We, it, know, if like, it was we, yeah, we're just if it was more thought out, it would suck. I'm sure story to, <laughs> to like reveal itself to us. And so like it's a big like it's a big like trust exercise to trust ourselves that we're going to hear it and hear its right place. And then, you know, you got plenty of time before you actually record the record and put it down. And so you can uh, curate a bit, right? right? Like you can say yeah. like, ah, you know what, this, this track uh, doesn't actually really work out. So let's cut it or let's try and rethink how we can make it fit a little better and how, that kind of stuff. But how many, yeah, it's a lot of just listening to ourselves, you know, how many tracks did, did you cut from this album? What's that? Sorry. How many tracks? How many did you have? Any rec- how many recorded songs did you? <laughs> okay, did you fair ask? point. Fair point. Uh, zero. We didn't oh, ask. nice. Okay, good. <laughs> that's how you know that everyone's was not the expected answer. Well, that's how you know everyone's on the same page, getting along in the same direction. I mean, because everyone agreed that it was all good, right? Or, you know, that's yeah, that's true. well. Okay, so here's like, man, to, like to me, this is so much of the magic of like being in a, a band with like good people who are like, you know, in the same direction. Is that uh? We would have um, songs that, like, for whatever reason, somebody would be like, ah, it just doesn't have enough of, like, X, right? Right. And so we go, all right, in practice, like, writing the song, we'd be like, all right, how do we add more of that in? Yeah. And so in a way, like, and there's a lot of that, right? So in a way, um, every, yeah, every song is just, like, a product of all of our interpretation of this story that doesn't belong to us. Right? That's awesome. Some, some other story, right? Yeah, that's awesome. Because that way it goes through everybody's filter. Everybody has to give it the thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. And there have been a lot of like, there have been plenty of times where I kind of like just didn't like an idea that somebody brought at first. But like what I always tell myself is like, don't be a control freak. Like it's important. (laughs) I mean, the most important thing is that we all love what we're putting into it. And And like the worst thing I could do is to be like, no, that's stupid. We aren't doing that. Right. It it might look good at first or might look terrible at first, but then once it goes through your guys' process, it could come out, you know, a lot of that, a lot of times those, those bad songs become some of the best. Because yeah, exactly. Cause like, you know, like everybody is working together to make sure it fits. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, we won't take up too much more of your time. I, I was, I, 
I, I'm pretty interested in what uh, what you guys' influences are. I know you've met you've right been, now. Brian wants to <laughs> go ahead, Brian. When I when I heard when I hit play on the album and your voice came on for the first time, instantly, Pink Floyd. And see, on the other end, <laughs> yeah. with the whole storytelling thing, I thought of like Springsteen or uh, yeah, Springsteen. Don't listen to him; he doesn't know what he's talking about. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's funny you say that because I have been listening to a lot of Springsteen lately. Ha! That was before he recorded shit. the album. Before shit. He but the, your voice and you know a lot of, especially the first song, the way it's put together, the the sounds and your voice, it instantly. And I'm a huge Floyd fan, but instantly took me to Pink Floyd. Is there any influence in there at all? Is, is, am I the first oh, yeah. person to say yeah. that? Yeah, uh, I would be. I would be lying if I said I just like there wasn't a ton of Pink Floyd. I mean, okay. like it's. Uh, I I didn't. You, you sound like Roger's son. I mean, it's where like nobody was really listening to rock records. Like my dad listened to classical music and my mom didn't listen to music. And I was also in this tiny town where I didn't have a whole lot of friends who listened to music. And so like I basically had what was on the radio and like Pink Floyd's on the radio. Right. On, and, you know, but like I, I love them. And like I one thing that I always felt like they did really well was to make tragedy and despair really beautiful. You know, like that's my main thing that I take away from Floyd. I uh, I think you've done that very <laughs> fucking well. Yeah, it's uh, so, like a, right on. But yeah, uh, there's a lot of you know, like there's definitely like uh, your you know folk and singer songwriter stuff in there, like Johnny Cash. Uh, I like Nick Cave a lot. Big like PJ Harvey fan. Um, metal wise, uh, I don't know. Um, Yob is probably like real high on my list right now um i tend to like uh i don't know i tend to like metal that's like more uh melodic um love russian circles i mean i guess they're post-metal my guy (laughs) clint loves russian circles. i love me some russian circles oh yeah yeah they're they're a huge they're another chicago band for sure so uh, i gotta i'm gonna move this along a bit because i gotta i gotta get to what is your number one guitar my number one guitar yeah what what is it what what's the brand what model ah uh, okay uh can i can i do two please? oh okay <laughs> just for you Chris. all right thanks and it's really just because uh we like always run with two guitars basically because they like we kind of purposefully have i don't know we do it on purpose but uh yeah number one would be um i've got an sg uh 61 reissue nice. that was made in like 2006 which is i guess when uh gibson was doing a really good job on quality control for those reissues okay um but it's yeah it's just like your you know dark cherry uh kind of typical sg um it just sounds and plays awesome somebody put an aftermarket vibrola on it which is like a whammy type of thing that uh i don't know looks pretty cool yeah uh but yeah that's that's probably my number one um and then my number two i got like within the last year and using a lot on the new record is uh and 87 uh les paul studio i knew you were gonna uh, i knew it i knew it yeah 87 yeah, yeah like i'm pretty like boring when it comes no to, that's you not know, it's like sg but it's an 87 right wow, it's an 87 surprise <laughs> well i mean and so you know we talked a little bit before the we went on air or whatever you want to call it about your sound and, and your tone i mean what, so your number what do you where do you think you get you know that that dirty gritty sound from that uh probably the sg like more than anything like i like it because it's a real nasty sounding guitar and it does heavy really well but it always just has this almost like hollow body like this real woody sounds to it you know and it chimes so good like it has like a dirty chime to it that i really love so uh i think the last thing that we want to run by you is uh just you know especially because of the previous conversation there about the guitar is, is if you had to pick one would you would you play guitar or would you keep singing uh, if I had to pick guitar or singing, right? Uh, <laughs> That's a tough one, I guess. Right? I didn't. I didn't even know that one was coming. I didn't. I'm sorry, Chris. <laughs> uh, I, I like. I really can't pick. It's, uh, Which came first I just, for you? I, I'd, I'd like put a blindfold on and I'd shoot whichever one nice. I pointed at. Which, which that way? Which came first for you? Did you know you had a love for the guitar, guitar. or did you know you could yeah, sing? Yeah, guitar okay. did. Um, so your with that voice, you didn't know you had that until how old were you? Uh, I don't know. Like I was tried to sing and I never was too happy with it. Um, but I've been kind of more comfortable with it in the last like 
10 years or so. Well, we're um, glad for that. Yeah, just, you're doing you know, right. Just from like doing it for a while, like, I don't know, 20 years, right? You eventually, <laughs> you do something long enough. Right. Eventually you stop sucking at it. Like this is how life <laughs> works. So. All right. So I guess to kind of wrap this up, the next album, do you have any kind of season or, you know, any kind of inclination of when you might put out the next album? Uh, it's, it is too early to say just cause we're still like demoing it and everything. Okay. Um, next year for sure that it probably will be at least like spring of 2019. Okay. Think. Yeah. Well, I hope so, by then. Yeah. So, so the first half of next year is probably a good, maybe <laughs> that's the plan. It's, yeah. it's the way that it's shaping up. And like, I don't know if this is going to be for sure the case, but the way that it's shaping up is actually a double LP. So oh. that's why it's taken a while. <laughs> nice. That's uh, EP, EP, so. album, double album. Nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, count these two nerds as yeah. uh, people who are extremely looking forward to it. So when, you, when you're, when you're you know, however the hell touring works, Columbus, Ohio has is, is got to be, you know, we got to go there because it's, it's yeah, where to be. Absolutely. I mean, there's a, there's I'll, a I'll, huge market here. I mean, there we have plenty of, of venues yeah. that you guys could definitely pack. If sure. nothing else, there's beer. And then there's beer. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, that's that's really all it takes for me. So yeah. I'm well, good. there you go. There you go. It's, uh, you guys were actually referred to me by a buddy of mine who's like the only person that I will openly admit is like more metal than I am. <laughs> yeah. he, he's supposed to be on our podcast as the death metal correspondent, and he kept. Yeah. He he knows not to hound me about shit, but he said something to me about Huntsman, and then like two days later, I hadn't listened to it. And he said, "You know, have you listened to it yet?" No. Two days later, have you listened to it yet? No. And then, you know, like six hours later, dude, this is awesome. <laughs> and oh, uh, that's, man, that's awesome. So that that's, makes me that, real happy to hear. That's yeah. a shout out to our our buddy Sam, and uh, you know. Kudos to you guys and what you do. High five everybody for us. Was he in California? Did he did he know them? He was in Arizona. So, in Arizona. So I mean, that's pretty far from Chicago. So yeah. you guys are you guys are getting out there, man. And that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. And uh hey, I'm glad you guys like it. You know, like uh when we started out, we're like if one person connects to it, then it's a success. So exactly. you know. nailed it. <laughs> Same with the podcast. If one person listens to it and is okay with it. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks, yeah. Chris. I mean, you know. Saturday evening. Appreciate you taking your time and you know giving us in depth and great answers to all this yes, stuff. Which I mean, absolutely. it just adds several layers to the music, which is already you know speaks for itself. Already very layered. Yeah. So yeah, right on. Yeah. No, it's my pleasure. Thanks for days. thanks for coming on. And best believe, even if you don't come to Columbus when that next album drops, you will get another message from us saying, "Come on our show again. Right. We want to talk. All right. I'm not one for traveling, but by God, <laughs> if you're in Ohio, we just might travel for it." <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll keep you posted. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. All right have thanks, a good Chris. one. Bye. Yeah. Have a good weekend. Bye. Raise your hand if you think that went 12 times better than expected. If I had an extra hand to raise. Again, not only thanks to Chris, but the rest of the members. Of the right. Band because, we did, you know, they, I'm not we sure who we were talking to on Instagram. When we're, we're, I'm not even sure that I should say that. Because well, otherwise, no. Okay. <laughs> fine. You know what? Yeah, I'm not sure who it was that we were talking to initially to set things up, but everybody in the band is that we've communicated with and their rep at Prosthetic Records, yeah. just super extra fucking cool. They just want to get the music out there, which is what it's about, right? And you know what? When the music's that fucking good... It should be out there. It should be out there. So thanks again, Chris. Thanks to all the band members for you know obviously letting us use your music. We're going to try to do it justice on the back end of this show as well. Um for okay, the love of enough. God, if you haven't heard this album, go turn it on. Yeah. American Scrap, Huntsman. I mean, it's just ups and downs and, and all over the place seems sporadic, but it's it's a it's a plan. It, the whole Pink Floyd thing is kinda apropos yeah. where there's just there's peaks and valleys and it, it's just it's really good stuff. And it could really be one of four genres. But yes. I'm 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 glad that yes. it's getting kind of the metal attention and because he kind of agreed with me on the post rock thing we're going to skip post metal band of the week and give post rock band of the week to huntsman huntsman not the huntsman huntsman Huntsman. we'll get something completely different there's a little bit of confusion there with the spelling sometimes uh, for me there was anyway men yeah yeah m-e-n not m-a-n and obviously the latest release being american scrap that came out this year 
masterpiece. And very good. So we're going to do, I mean, that went better and longer than we expected, obviously for great reasons. I think we got a lot of good insight on that album and, and how they function as a band. And every damn thing, yeah. But we can't ignore. Seriously, we are nerdly excited about how good that went. <laughs> we we can't ignore the ninety six year old woman. Who, no, who ninety six year old Holocaust, Holocaust survivor, survivor who just found death metal and decided, you know what? That seems like a good way to vent. And we'll we'll have a link in the in the video. Of, where, where did we get this from? Uh, there it was on all the sites. Yeah, she's getting attention from any and everyone, but. So it's, there's metal music in the background, and there's you know obviously a 96 year old woman, and she speaks German, obviously, um, saying things about rats and like I forget some dude, of the lyrics. No, dude, her lyrics were pretty fun. Yeah, the, her lyrics are metal, but she sounds like a grandma. Right. She's not screaming, yeah, anything, which I was expecting to her to sound like screaming. So I wasn't expecting. What to, the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> that's what I was expecting. She's 96 years old. I don't care. She survived the Holocaust. So I she beat Hitler and. Sixty years later, decided you know what? So I expect her to it's have metal some, time. have some more grovel in her voice. No, knock it off. <laughs> we'll put a link to that if you haven't seen it. You have if somehow you haven't seen it. Please check it out. It's it's fun from metal grandma to real metal. I to guess to fucking grind metal <laughs> to Guar and old Jamie Josta and his band Hatebreed. Hatebreed. I love the I love the Jamie Josta quote for this upcoming tour in the fall. It is autumn. It's a lovely time of year to team up with Gore and crush every city in our path. There will be mosh pits, blood, carnage, and chaos, says Hatebreed frontman Jamie Josta. So I'm gonna I'm gonna run with this first because I want everyone to know I don't like Guar. I don't. I'm, I'm care okay for, with that. I don't care for either one of them, but I uh, still go see the show. Fucking a. I mean, you you separate the show. Like, and gore the music. is Gore. Yeah. Hatebreed is Hatebreed. Oh, I like Hatebreed. I don't. I haven't listened Hate to their. Fine. I haven't I listened to their latest yeah. stuff. You know, back. Give me the wipe to spit from my <laughs> wipe the tears. Perseverance. <laughs> Perseverance is a good album. I don't know if that's the album you're specifically. Talking uh, about, but, but and and I, and I saw them with um, Kill Switch Engage. It? It, it was it was Josta. But uh, I mean, it's still it's just it's just good stuff. Is it fucking knocking my socks off? No, but do I like it? Yeah, Guar, not so much. But I want to see their show. They I do too. have pioneered the. You know, I don't know if Hang you call on. it shock. I, I'm kind of curious about this. Do you do you know about their singer? That's a girl now. Do you know why? Why she's a girl? Yeah, she was born without a. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well played. No, no, go ahead. No, no, I, don't, I really don't know. The original dude died. I know, I know that. Okay, well, that's what I'm asking. Oh, well, you said why she's a girl, like they, they had. Why? Was... No, I'm saying why she is. Because she was born without. Shut a... up. <laughs> I'm just saying. I just I wanted thought to there make was more sure to that. And yeah, the the original dude who we're gonna sound like assholes for not knowing the name of was uh he was a sports guy. He was his like his original mask is hanging. On the Dan Patrick show, which I listen to daily, and it, what? Did, yeah, no, they got his mask. They've got his mask. He did a Will of Punishment song for him, and another time That's to the Dan, Dan Patrick show, Jamie Josta did Sad of the Day music for him. So, if you like sports and you like metal, <laughs> tune into Dan Patrick. And in three years from year, three years, three, three years, years from, from now, year? we won't be able to say any of that stuff about our show, but. We will still appreciate we will the people still. who can get, can do that. Sure. That is crazy. Who's got his shoulder pads? <laughs> I don't fucking know. Uh, I, I've, I've always wanted to see them. It will be, I will be the guy in the back specifically watching the show, not giving a shit about the music. And in the metal community, that's probably highly frowned upon. I think they're, I think they're one of those bands that it's just cool to like. That's just my opinion. Did you listen to that new Greta Van Fleet song? Hell no. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. And uh, anyways, uh, so not only is my microphone vibrating, but um, there's there's the Gore and Hatebreed tour this fall and Cannibal Corpse. That my my uh, are you going to that? No, I'm not either. The uh, for no other reason than it's in a place as small as my basement, and I'm afraid I die. I've got kids to raise. I can't. Well, their their opening band is Harm's Way, and that's literally that was the whole point. What you'll be in. That's the whole <laughs> fucking. If you've listened to Harm's Way, they're pretty good. They're they're like same vein as Hatebreed. That can dig it. hardcore type shit. 
Can't do Cannibal Corpse though. Even though Ola. No. Ola. Cannibal Corpse is fun. Like, I can't do I can't do like three straight hours of Cannibal Corpse, but <laughs> I think you have a seizure. An album is good. And I, that last album of theirs was really good. Sure. If you say so, I guess. I don't know. All right. Well, that's all we got. Hang on. Oh. It's not all we got. There's something I was wanting to there's there's something that I've been so like uh Wednesdays social posts, the the Patrick and Brian when he figures out another way to piss me off. Oh, Patrick! Yeah. The hashtag cyclist thing. Yeah, got some fun reaction. It got some fun reaction from your bicycle shop, which we should mention because it is always brought up that Brian does another podcast, and it is I am co-owner of a bicycle shop called Hair to Cycles, and we do another podcast with me, my best friend. Joshua Stamper, who which is means the other his owner. best friend isn't me. The other, the other owner. I did not see that coming. Otherwise, I would not have brought this up. Our mechanic and his girlfriend, who are all, also great friends of ours. So yeah, it's called Hair Cycles Podcast. Okay, so if you give a shit about bicycles for some idiotic fucking reason, listen to that. It started out very organized, but ended up now it's just kind of same vein as EOS, where it's just kind of just because this is better. <laughs> I believe I had that. Anyways. That that social post got some reaction. I got uh, I got a reaction on Facebook from Bo Niner, which makes me wonder if he actually listens to the podcast or not, or just saw the Facebook thing. Holler at us, Bo. It uh, it was the whole things that come out in summer, and there's weird bugs, and then there's fucking cyclists. <laughs> My point being is, I want I want you to make me a heritage shirt. You have one with the logo and shit on the front. I don't care which version of it it is, and then on the bike, I I want. GD cyclists. Not happening. Or GD bike people. GD bike people. Nope. Not I want GD bike people on Thanks the Thanks for joining us today in our show as Clint tries to ruin it. <laughs> Enjoy Atlantic City on the way out. Uh, as that's going to be hard to find a place to pick up. Obviously, I will find one after this, but that song's got so many changes and cool stuff going on. I'm going to do my best. Exactly. Sorry, Chris, if I don't do it justice, I'm going to do my best. Dude. Check this album out. Find these guys on wherever you listen to the music. They're, yeah, they're everywhere. We'll have links, of course. You'll find them. It, you don't have to use our links, obviously. You can find them. You type in Huntsman, they'll pop up, and that's them. There's Boom. something for everybody in there. They're, they they take you through everything. It, it's good stuff. It's, it, it, it's good stuff. And as usual, you can find us as well on all the social channels, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Ready for the email? EO stupidity at gmail.com and uh, listen to Huntsman. All right. That's. Oh, that was a premature. That was a premature. Okay, bye. <laughs>